The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice. This is of Search Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the impact of content marketing programs and how you can transform your B2B customers into brand evangelists. Joining us is Mark Raffin, who's the CEO of Content Callout, which is a B2B content marketing agency and social media marketing firm that helps develop B2B content for fast-growing companies. And today, Mark and I are going to discuss getting buy-in for content marketing investments. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. Here's the first part of my conversation with Mark Raffin, the CEO of Content Callout. Mark, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Ecstatic to have you on the show and selfishly really interested in your line of business. I'll give you some context. We're rebranding our company. I was running an independent marketing consulting firm. Ben J. Shap LLC was the company name. Very me, me, me was never intended to be a uh, public-facing company name. And we started building podcast production automation services. We can create daily podcasts for people like the Voices of Search podcast. And so we're spinning out other content like this podcast for people that don't want to do it themselves. And all of a sudden, I find myself in the content marketing business. Welcome. Big problem I'm facing. Thank you. Apparently, there's a fair amount of us. Big problem I'm facing is how do you find the people who have the budget and actually want to invest in content? You're an expert in getting buy-in for content marketing investments. What's the secret sauce here? I think it comes down to thinking about the kinds of companies that you're searching out and also thinking about where they are in their industry maturity when it comes to marketing. That's very important. 
usually when people say industry maturity, they think, oh, it's a mature industry like manufacturing. Therefore, they must be advanced in marketing. And the opposite is true. So when we say industry maturity in terms of marketing, it's how they think about marketing. Generally, for example, B2B SaaS or B2B tech companies are significantly more mature in their thinking about marketing than many other organizations. So I think it thinks you've got to think about your target market first and what kinds of companies you're going to be reaching out to and what kinds of content you could produce for them. And then I think it comes down to how they feel about marketing in general, whether or not they've got a good demand gen strategy and whether or not they have the potential budget to even be able to afford it. So if you've got a good lead gen engine, like if you use Lucia or if you use other companies like that to be able to determine you know, what was the company's revenue, what was their income, how much money have they raised in the last little bit, are they series A, B, C, are they a target for acquisition, whatever it might be, however you determine that, that'll help you determine very quickly whether or not the company can afford content marketing and whether or not they want to be able to get into it. Then that narrows down your search quite a bit because now we've narrowed down to industry. We've narrowed down to their budget capability. We've narrowed down to potentially revenue. We've narrowed down to geographic location. Now you can start searching for people within that organization that may hold the position of brand manager or marketing director, marketing VP within a tool like LinkedIn or others to be able to find out if they even have staff on hand to be able to support a marketing function. If they do that and they've got one to two people, generally people within content marketing, so for example, director of content marketing or something like that, then I would say they're probably good folks to be able to reach out to to say, hey, this is the podcast production company that we've started. Would love to have a conversation with you about starting a podcast for your organization or at least explore the idea. And then you can move on from there. But I think that's going to be your first step going out. Just ensuring that you have your targeting right is key. Understanding who you're trying to reach out to in terms of maturity and then finding the right internal stakeholders Let's flip the conversation to the in-house side, right? You have to get buy-in for content marketing investments. Uh, this is, podcast should not be about me and my company's growth, but the SEOs and the content marketers that are here, great, I want to go do some more podcasting. I want to go build some more content, whatever it is, and I need to sell that up the chain to my VP of brand or my head of marketing or my CMO. You know, what are some of the ways that I approach my leadership to try to get them to understand the value of content and why they should pay for it? I think the major mistake that most people make about getting approvals internally or influencing change internally or getting people to move a certain direction internally is that we often think that other people within the organization think like we do, right? So we think that, oh, they think about awareness and they think about reach and they think about impressions and they think about bounce rate and all of the kinds of things that we think about on an ongoing basis. The truth of the matter is that they don't. The leadership cares about primarily the brand of the organization overall, obviously. They also primarily care about EBITDA within the organization, how much money are we making, and whether or not the brand and the marketing that we're doing is leading to increased EBITDA. 
We also seem to think and we miss that there is an emotional appeal. So yes, we can reach out to these folks internally and provide them with the logic, right? We can show them the numbers. And most of those numbers are easy to come by because there's been a bunch of studies done about it, right? X percentage of people read X amount of content before they make a purchase decision or they listen to a certain amount of content before they make a purchase decision. All of that information is out there. That's the logical piece. But you've also got to have the emotional appeal internally. You can't just make a logical argument for something internally and expect someone to make a decision. Because the truth is, most people don't make decisions based purely on logic. And we know this as marketers, right? People make decisions also based on emotion. And so there's got to be an internal emotional appeal to that person. So you've got to think about who am I talking to, right? Internally, the leader within my organization, who is that person? What do they care about? What do they need or want? Where do they emotionally make decisions? How can I leverage that emotion and then secure that emotion or justify that emotion with the logic that I've presented so that they make a decision in my favor? And when we think about emotion, I want you to think primarily in two main veins. And this is going to sound super Freudian for those of you that are psychology buffs, but pain and pleasure, right? So what is the pain? In our case, in marketing, it's often the fear of missing out. So what is the fear of missing out that I can leverage with this person to help them make a decision in my favor? And the pleasure side of the argument is what things could they get out of the discussion or out of this new endeavor if they decided to move it in this direction? So there's got to be a pain side, there's got to be a pleasure side, and then you reinforce that with the logic side of the argument. And then obviously, the last piece is your credibility. What kind of credibility do you have to be able to carry that conversation internally? If you've been shitting the bed for the last six months in your job, the likelihood of you getting approval for anything is pretty low. So you've got to make sure that you've got that credibility to reinforce that. And you've obviously got to have the logic side and the emotional side as well. A lot to unpack there. I'll start at the beginning. What you said is what the executives that you're pitching to likely care about. And I will paraphrase some of what you said is, is it good for the brand? Does it feel right for us? Does it drive EBITDA or does it drive business results? And then the last one was basically, can we measure that it drives impact? How do we figure that out? The last one is the one that I struggle with mostly with content marketing is people have a hard time evaluating the value of content. Hey, I want to go do 30 more blog posts this quarter and they cost $100. So that's $3,000 that I need of budget to go create my 30 blog posts. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. 
Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Talk to me about how I'm going to figure out the value that's coming from that content. How do you evaluate whether it's blogs or podcasts or a lot of this is awareness driving content. So what are the metrics that people should look at to figure out ROI? And I think that's... I think you you answered the question with the end of the question. So first, I think you need to think about what kind of content you're producing and for what purpose. If you're just producing content for the sake of content, don't. That's a waste of time and you shouldn't be doing that. Think about what kind of content you want to produce first and where you want to meet people in their buying journey. And by buying journey, let's simplify it. Let's just say at what stage of the funnel you want to meet them, right? So if you're building a lot of awareness content and it's a lot of sort of blog content that's SEO-driven, that's really nice to read, and you want to use that to reduce the bounce rate on your website so that people stay on page for longer and they look around for more things, fantastic. There's a You can easily try and figure out sort of what am I reducing my bounce rate by and how does that drive additional people on page? And then how does that on-page data drive more potential buying? But then what about the middle, the consideration phase or even the intent phase? What kind of content are we going to be producing there? Are we going to be producing more case studies? Are we going to be producing more product guides? Are we going to be producing more side-by-side analysis, like a kill sheet sort of idea? And then at the bottom, you've got to be thinking about, okay, someone's going to be making a purchase decision. So maybe there's a a webinar that they can get involved in prior to that purchase decision, or there's a podcast that they could listen to for that purchase decision. There's something along the way that's going to help them to make that decision. So first, think about what kind of content you're producing. Then you can start to figure out how that content drives additional value. You cannot do the calculation until you determine what kind of content you're producing. Otherwise, your your ratios are going to be off. I'm going to pitch you like you were my boss. And feel free to pick this apart when I'm done. Sure. Mark, you're the executive at Content Callout. And I think that we have a problem with our customer retention. And we're seeing this in the bounce rates and the leads that are dropping off in our CRM. Basically, the leads are just not educated enough so sales are able to close them. So I want to solve this problem with content. And the format of content that I want to use is a daily podcast where people can subscribe and we're putting a daily feed of regular content in front of them. The impact of that is... People are going to download the content, get a brand impression. So we're going to be ever present. The content is easily consumable in a format where we can get dense content because our product offering is pretty dang complex. And we'll also build in thought leadership and soft sell what we're doing to try to drive people into sales. So this is a nurture campaign. And to do a daily podcast, it's going to cost us 10 grand a month. How's my pitch? So I would ask you 
based on what you've told me, of that 10 grand a month, how is that going to improve the conversion? Because you said conversion is the problem, right? We're not able to convert. They're not educated enough. How is 10 grand a month going to solve that versus other content ideas that you may have? So I might say to you, okay, 10 grand's the idea for the podcast, but can we solve the same problem for a different way in a cheaper way? So you may say, potentially. So here's my response. All right. Hey, can't I buy something that's less expensive than 10 grand? Here's the reason why the daily podcast is the format that I think makes sense is because when people listen to podcasts, they subscribe to the ones they like. And so we can create daily blog content, but people don't follow the blog in the same way that they do with a podcast, in the same way that when you follow someone on Twitter, you get to see their posts regularly. So what I'm trying to do is build in this way that we can show up in front of people regularly and show them the value of our thought leadership over a regular period of time. It's a push mechanism instead of a pull mechanism. How am I doing? Yeah, pretty good. All right. So then I would ask you how many people that we're reaching out to listen to podcasts. Everybody listens to podcasts, don't they? Do they? I don't know. Everybody listen to this show. Right. So I, I would ask you how many of the people that you're reaching out to would listen to the podcast and how are you going to make it interesting enough so that people want to actually do it? And then most likely what I'd end up doing is saying to you, all right, try it out. Try it out for three months. Let me know how it goes. If it converts and we're noticing a difference, fantastic. Let's move forward. Great. I asked for 10 grand. You just gave me 30. I'm psyched. <laughs> right. Well, one month is just never going to do it. And we know this in marketing, right? So if I think if you're going to make your pitch, you're going to say, look, and if we're going to try it out, we've got to try it out for at least three, at least three months. I need a quarter to get this thing off the ground. And then I'm going to say, okay, give it a go. Try it out for three months. And if it bombs... Cool. Let's go back to the drawing board. But I want other ideas that you can go to immediately because now you've told me that we have a problem with conversion and retention on the website. So if we have a problem with conversion and retention on the website, then you'd better have at least two other ideas before we do this. So bring two other ideas before you decide to go ahead and do this. Let's evaluate those ideas and then we'll potentially move forward with one of them. All right. So Mark, moving away from... Me trying to pitch you as an example and a case study for how to get investment. What's the one thing that you think really matters when you're making your pitch to your leadership? I think everything aligns or should align to whatever the objectives are for the business that you are working within. For example, content marketing or even podcasts in general, as per our discussion, aren't for everyone. And they shouldn't be for everyone. Because it totally depends on the organization that is using that piece of content. So if you were a small consulting firm with three to five people and you said, Hey, we want to start a podcast, I'd say, uh, there may be other types of content that you could do before you get to that point when you decide to put in a podcast. And so I would, it depends on the organization. It depends on what the organization's objectives are. It depends on how you want to do things. I, I would say that everything needs to align to whatever the organization's growth plans are, marketing plans are overall. And you need to fit into that. Oftentimes in marketing, we feel like it's sort of like, is the dog wagging the tail or the tail wagging the dog? We're the tail. We're a support function to drive growth for the organization. And that support function needs to align to the business objectives. 
And oftentimes we think that we're the ones doing the wagging. We're not. We need to make sure that we align to the business objectives first. And if content marketing fits into that, fantastic, let's do it. But if it doesn't, then we can't be, be trying to be a dead horse. Like it's not worth it. I'd make the argument that marketing is more of the nose and the mouth and not the body. But hey, I'll take the tail if you have to. <laughs> I think that your point is not only do you have to understand who your customers are that you're trying to reach with your content, but what are you trying to achieve with that content? And making sure that you have a match between the content format and your objectives to be able to sell it effectively upstream. Yeah, exactly. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Mark Raffin, the CEO of Content Callout. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Mark and I are going to discuss how to find B2B evangelists. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Mark, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is NegotiationPod, where his handle is NegotiationPod, or you can visit his company's website, which is contentcallout.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.